Okay, hello everybody and happy new year. Happy new year. Here we go. It is the better podcast and I am Dr. John It's Duffy. just better. It's just better. There used to be, I don't know if there still is, there used to be another podcast called The Better Podcast. You know, I, I, so read, we're better. I read in Variety that we ran them out of business. I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm not either. <laughs> uh, I'm Dr. John Duffy. I'm one of your hosts. With me, the fantabulous Julie Duffy. Hi. Hey, hey. And here we are. Brand new year, brand new decade. We're feeling inspired and excited. Yes. <laughs> And sometimes a little exhausted and confused. (laughs) (laughs) And probably what a lot of us feel like right around now, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think a lot of us don't feel the excited part. Well, you know, there's moments of fired up and and, and inspiration and clarity. And and there's, you know, (laughs) moments of fog, cheese fog. (laughs) <laughs> no, I saw this really funny meme. You mean meme. holiday cheese fog? Yeah, there, there was this really funny meme. It was like a little, really basic little cartoon. And it's like, December 1st through 26th, like, festive. And then December 26th through January 1 or whatever, I ate too much cheese and I don't know what day it is. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. You had to see it. It was funny. But no, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, oh. Yeah. So to recap... Um, we probably haven't been here in like a month. I feel um, like. Well, I don't know. You know, December something. It's been a few. I think the last one we did was about moments. I it like that. The day we went to Everett's show. Oh, man, was that great. They already heard about it, though. I know. <laughs> no, you guys have heard about it. You, somebody, some of you might have heard about it just like 10 minutes ago if you're, if you're binge listening. All but, right. So, um, so let's recap what the holidays have been like. Good, right? Pretty good overall. Yeah, the holidays were good. Um, my parents were here. Um, we spent a lot of time with George and his girlfriend, Lauren. Oh. And their we, dog, Lucy. Yeah, so Lauren. Their dog? It's really Lauren's dog, but yeah. why did I say their dog? Our because dog. It's more <laughs> our dog. And I think Julie and I are really looking to make it specifically our dog. I know I am. It's Lauren's dog, Lucy, who we love. And so Lucy stayed with us Lucy has a way of being, showing me ambivalence. I know she'll give me a moment in the morning where she's jumping up and down excited, and then she's able to calm down immediately and move on. She does really good uh, early morning greetings. She does. Makes your day. Makes you so happy. It makes you think, why don't I have a dog with me all the time? I don't know. Right? I mean, it really does. Dogs make you happy. They do. No, I I like being around dog energy. Agreed. What is it about the dogs? Why do the dogs oh, have such a just, good vibe? They're just like, there's just so much joy and jumping and happy and greeting and re-greeting. They're like always glad to see you and glad to see you again and glad to see you again. And there's and, a lot of like, let's go. Yeah. yeah. Let's go do Hi, it. You know, like, go. What's I'm up? laying down, but if you want to go, yeah. <laughs> I'll get up and go right now. You know? <laughs> there's a lot of attention. There's a lot of attention that you give and a lot of attention that you get. And it just, it just brings things up a notch. Yeah. But uh, Lucy stayed with us over... Uh, while Lauren flew home to New Jersey, uh, she stayed with us at our house, and George stayed too. So it was like a double bonus. Yep, yep. We so you, yeah, we spend oh, we get to spend a lot of time with George and Lauren and Lucy. Shh. Don't tell everybody. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. Just you guys. <laughs> Let's leave it between a couple thousand of us here. <laughs> no, anyway, it was. A great, yeah, it was a great holiday. And speaking of that, we then went to our really good friends for New Year's, and several days after, uh, Chad and Tiffany's Lake House 
you've heard us mention 70 or 80 times, and George and Lauren came and Lucy came up there, and that was so fun. Shh. Don't tell anyone. We're really spending <laughs> a moderate amount of time, a perfectly appropriate amount of time with our son, his girlfriend, and their dog. Our um, dog. <laughs> and, yeah. So, so yeah, that was, that was, those were the holidays, and that was fabulous. We've also, now that we're into January, we are back like, you know, all of a sudden, we again have a book to sell. It's weird because you have a book that comes out in September, and then in December, nobody's buying books about parenting or anything. So we had a very quiet December. Well, we as might far be, as that but we goes. took the month off. I mean, there's certainly not. Well, we weren't given talks. There's and not stuff. events, right? Yeah, no events. And that was a blessing, and we took it off, and we decided not to talk about it, think about it to the degree that we could. You still had a ton of. Uh, work, uh, client work, but we decided to stop talking about books and books events, books events, <laughs> book events and blah, 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 blah. Right. But we're back at it. Yes. <laughs> um, which, which is good. Which is good. We had a, we had a, a really, this might be a good segue. It is going to be the segue. Here comes the segue. I'm feeling it. So we had a really cool book signing the other night at the bookseller in the city. Um, where there was a uh, a moderate but very engaged crowd, where I think every single person weighed in on parenting. Yeah, and you cool. know what? It was it's one of those really cool, um, yummy, cozy bookstores. Um, and as a side note, George and Lauren were there. Lucy George and Lauren were there. there. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was so fun. Yeah, it's, it was super cozy. They had a really cute setup. It almost looked like a diner. Um, but they have these cool tables, and they have wine. <laughs> well, I will say this. Such a great surprise. The one great thing about – I love bookstores. I don't know what it is about it, but, you know, This like, was a dandy. It, it's a good one, and, you know, like, it, it's it's an interesting thing because I get in there, and I know I should be, like, getting in a zone or something, but I find myself, like – Shopping. Yeah. <laughs> I shopped, and I found something – that that turns out to be a great novel. Wait, did you start the one you bought? No. Well, I, wait. What's I, the name of it? Um, it's about dead people. John <laughs> likes depressing books. I found it. I liked. I was drawn to the chartreuse um, cover, but it was a something about. I don't know something yeah. depressing, and I'm like, I think John will like this, and I read the description. It's a, if it's about death, it's dark, dying, family dynamics. Um, I'm I'm in. I'm in a hundred percent. You know what I mean? Manchester by the sea, ordinary people, that kind of vibe, I love. Yep, you do. Yep. Um, so so we are all snugged in. You start talking at the book signing. And yeah, there was... Um, it's riveting. It people was, are it, applauding. It, it's a little tiny store, but in our little area was full of peeps. They were kind of like, um, they trickled in, but finally we were all, it was pretty full. And so you start talking, yeah. And all of a sudden, in comes in the door comes, ta-da! Really good friends of ours that moved away a while ago, fifteen years ago actually. Juan and Carol Sistach, what? They moved fifteen years yeah. ago. Yeah, wow. Fifteen years ago. No kidding. I know. So Juan and Carol Sistach come walking in the door to surprise us. And so, you know, I 
you exclaimed, I jumped up, George jumped up, and we, you know, gave him a big hug, and then they quickly settled. But that was super Including fine. Including me. I stopped yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, we stopped to greet the cis statues. This, you know how some people, you just feel like you click with, right? Mm-hmm. So we're in this we're in this suburban neighborhood, and um, at times, the, the, everybody's super nice and stuff, um, but every once in a while, somebody's just this live wire who's super fun and and quick-witted and sick funny and wants this statue, man. He still has it, but, um, but man, he, he was the funniest guy in town. I really grieved when he when they you left did. i was you did. bombed man you did. because he was fun and he's funny. really funny he's a great storyteller and he just has you laughing all the time and he, i like a guy he's right I back like people, at it there, there are a few people who um in our lives who i i like getting into the improvisational bit yep, yep and then yep. having it grow and grow and grow and grow and take it to its absurd end and juan was game man he was in no matter what it was he would run, run until, and nobody else might think it's funny, but Juan and I were wildly entertained. Oh yeah, you guys were right back in it. Yeah, no, we. It was so amazing to see them. They looked exactly the same, and yeah, it was great. It was a, um, yeah, we all kind of stopped for a minute and did the big jumped up and did hugs, and they then they quickly settled and and you finished your presentation. Um, yeah, and then we actually gave them. They had taken the train. So 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 here's the thing. We want to talk about a little bit. Juan and Carol, and they're, they have five kids. Yep. Um, they were living in LaGrange and just decided uh, Juan had sold a business and was pretty free to go wherever he wanted to go. So he did some research and just fi- found the place. Plus, Juan has like mafia money or something. So <laughs> <laughs> so they could really move wherever they wanted on earth. And they. No, seriously. So he did research where, like, best, I don't know what all the metrics were, but best place to raise a family. Um, and, and they ended up moving to. It, wait, wait. wait. Let, let's give that. Let's give the process its due. Okay. So Juan, Juan d- does this research. I mean, literally, like I think he created a spreadsheet with different metrics that Seriously. mattered to him. Yeah. Um. Uh, and 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 dispassionately, objectively, where's the right place in America for me to move with my kids? So I'm thinking education. Yep. I'm thinking weather. I'm thinking the cost of living. I'm thinking how much the houses are. Juan used all these metrics and put them in the big Juan blender, yep. and he came up with Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina. Yep. And no, and so, I, I'd never seen anybody do that, or really, I mean, there's very few people that uh, could just do that. <laughs> yes. And they, um, yeah, that's what they did. Yep. And uh, yeah, and so um, and and they're. So their last 15 years have been amazing. Their kids are killing stupid it. Stupid successful. <laughs> I mean, like unbelievable, right? Um, so Julia, Declan, Isabel, Ben. Ben is really good friends with our son George. Grew up with our son George. Right. And then um, Megan. So that was good. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I could have done that. Yeah. Uh, Declan, I always, I always dig that name. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. Now we find out. So we had heard that they had moved back. Um, so it's funny because they told us the other night that they've been planning, you know, when to pop in on us and watching John's events. And there was one event that they were going to come to, but actually couldn't make it. And um, 
And so they had this little plot and, and showed up Thursday night. Friday night. Oh, my God. Friday night. Friday night. But they, so they lived in this huge Victorian in LaGrange, moved down to Raleigh-Durham, you know, lived in this nice big house. We visited them there. Yep. Um, and dis- Oh, and oh. somewhere along the line, using another kind of metric uh, spreadsheet. Yeah. Um, they moved like a hundred yards or something from that house we saw to another house. Remember there were woods behind their house and Juan decided that there was this other house that went up for sale and that was going to be a better deal. So he moved and I think it was less than a football field away. That rings a bell now. I forgot about that. We'll have to ask him about that. Um, so this time with all their kiddos, their youngest, Julia, just started at University of Illinois Yep. So they decided, well, they'd, they'd always miss Chicago. Carol's from here. And um, they decided to move back. So literally, they... There's, there's one other major change that's, that's taken place in the last 15 years in Juan's um, mindset. When Juan moved, he did not like outside. And uh, somewhere along the line, he wrote me, um, this had to be a good decade ago, and he said, you know what? I don't mind outside. <laughs> you used so, to say, yeah, I don't like outside. <laughs> <laughs> so that's part of, I, I didn't talk to him in depth about this recently, but I, I would imagine he likes it that outside. if he, he still likes... didn't like outside, he wouldn't be here. Yeah, he likes it more. Um, so they left everything behind. I mean, they said, I think they packed six boxes, maybe four. Out out of a giant house. They left all the furniture. I mean, they sold it, gave it away, whatever. Dishes, pans, everything. And just put two dogs. I think, I know one is a St. Bernard. And I don't know what the other one is. So two dogs, like four boxes in their car and drove to Chicago. Their daughter, Isabel, who was here, picked out an apartment for them in Old Town. That they never saw. They never saw it. And they just moved straight here, drove through the night. They said they got her at one. They had the bed delivery scheduled for two in the afternoon. Oh, I didn't hear this part. Yeah, That's and, amazing. And somewhere in there, there was the you know the TV set up, and the guy came from Best Buy or whatever, and one said, seriously, they turn on the TV, and the first thing he sees is you on like Chicago Today. Oh, yeah. He's and like, so I, I told not believe it. I told Juan I, I've been on TV every single day for the past 15 years, and he's just missed it. So anyway, the thing that was so inspiring, I love, um, I love that they did that, and you know, I, I'm inspired by that. I want to do something like that. I love, you know, not knowing, just doing something crazy like that, leaving everything behind, starting fresh. Um, so yeah, they're just gonna get new pots and pans and um, write a whole new uh, chapter. Yeah, write a whole new chapter in the city that looks uh, completely different than than the chapter from two weeks ago. Yeah, one week ago. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that idea. Um, so yeah. Well, I've always been, for, or for years anyway, I've realized, oh, I don't want to know the end of my story. I think that feels like a step into the grave, and so I always want to know. There's a next chapter. I always like the idea of we can do something new. We can always make the move, a move, something big, something interesting can still happen next, you know? Um, and I, um, my heart breaks for people who are set 
and settled and they're they feel like they're in their last chapter and that can be people way younger than we are no i know and i'm uh, no i i feel really exhilarated by what they did and um it, it's yeah i love it i i'm i've mentioned before <laughs> Um, kind of aging phobic and definitely no. I don't like I like it when all options are on the table I like beginnings um, uh, and so I love I love the permission and the idea of doing something like that um, yeah we've talked about that maybe just moving downtown the one thing that's difficult not difficult but you know we have a house that we love and it's small like we never upsized and so our house is small and manageable and we like we love the vibe of it and so we're don't you know we don't have the pressure to downsize because nope. we are downsized <laughs> yeah we, we were never, we were we never, never upsized. upsized no <laughs> um and we can get downtown in 25 minutes so i don't know but we still might we might give it a try we might even just keep our house and rent in the city for a year just try it yeah but i love i i, I am uh yeah, exhilarated by the thought of doing something like that. And uh, I mean, we've talked about, let's just go look at some apartments. Let's just go try it on. Like, let's go check it out. You know, as, as we're, yes, totally. And I and I think you and I are both on board with like, oh yeah, let's, why wouldn't we do that? Let's absolutely check it out and see what we think. And oh yeah, and I don't think I, like, yeah, so, so there's people that are our age that are talking about like, you know, wintering in Florida and I'm just like, you know, no, 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 no. Like retiring or you right. know, but but in fairness and and nothing not there's anything wrong with no, that. Right, I mean, right. I think that's in a way that's somebody's lovely. next chapter, oh, right? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like lovely. that's it's just not mine. It's just not mine. No, no. I mean, I will say that, like you know, for you and I, I think we are drawn toward continuing to like create and make an impact and work and you know, like there's, um, I think there's a lot of stuff. I think we both feel we want to accomplish you know what yeah, I mean? like, and I, and, and I'm not willing to I'm not willing to call my career but maybe when I'm 90 I'll think about well, it. well yeah I mean your skin would literally crawl for me and for me I don't <laughs> want to be overly it's not like I don't want to be overly congratulatory like for me I I feel like I haven't done that much yet <laughs> you know and there, there are people that have you know busted their ass and work really hard and they want to slow down way. and I feel like I haven't even gotten started I, I feel I feel that way yeah. I feel like I've kind of set the stage for what's next you know like and I love that I love the idea of there being next chapters and kind of not being sure what they are you know what I mean like kind of being open to them I love that yeah like we have a friend uh, Dawn who's um, she's a couple years older and she I think is doing her second stint in the Peace Corps now Right, I mean, I know oh, she's yeah. back in Africa. I actually mean to write, meant to write her on f a Facebook. I mean to, meant to, and mean to, um, to see what if, if that's what she's doing. If she's doing another uh, round, but she just her kids are grown, um, and she decided to go. Yeah, go work for the work in the Peace Corps. So here's so I love a, here's that. a contrast that I've noticed. Um, and I haven't, I haven't talked to you about this in the last like two days. And this is just stuff that, so you, you told me that um, we, we have a friend, Mary Carol, who we talk about all the time, who throws these big parties and the princess party. She's yep, been on the podcast. Yeah. Um, and she said to you recently something along the lines of, why wouldn't you say yes 
to everything. All right, so they are another example, actually. Mary Carol and George are our age, um, and they started taking improv classes, I don't know, five years ago, and they've taken them constantly, which is inspiring in and of itself. We've talked about improv and how amazing it is and how, um, you know, it liberates your mind and your body and your spirit. Um, and really, there's nothing more kind of life-giving than, than that. Um, they uh, have a show that's been running at Second City and Improv Olympic called The Family Affair. So Mary Carol and George and their daughter Tessa um, had the show going. It's, it's amazing that they manifested this. Um, they get suggestions from the audience. From those suggestions, they tell stories, family stories from their different perspectives, like mom, dad, and daughter Tessa. And then, you know, they're the they're the monologists, so to speak. They set the stage, and then the improvisers acted out. But they have had this show running for like months, I, maybe a year or more. Yeah. This summer, they took it to the Fringe Festival in Edinburgh, Scotland. So it's it's this. Um, I actually have goosebumps. My my scalp is tingling. Maybe it's the double caffeine. There is Starbucks. You, you, I'm drinking. You are drinking something I've never heard of before. Oh, my eyes is, look. Yeah, uh, they're rolling back in your head. You know, I think you might be in a pseudo seizure. <laughs> <laughs> it feels good though. I like it. Anyway, so yeah, you know, slide that cup over here. They <laughs> yeah, ahead of this. Yeah. They are. So we got going. You know, they have the show going on. It's amazing. It's amazing that they're doing it and. Yes, she said to me, and she very much lives her life this way, like, why would you say no to anything? Like, why? And we all know we say yes to too many things. There are certain things you say yes to, you know, too many things. And, you know, but I don't mean that. It just in general in life, be more yes and, you know, um, not to be gaggy, but MC, you know, they kind of, she is just out and about doing a lot of stuff all the time. And, you know, kind of like, yeah, let's go. Why not? You know? Um, so, yeah, that's another story of not, I hate, well, I mean, second chapters is kind of boring, but whatever. Um, Next chapters, just new I think, chapters, New chapters, nothings, and, and kind of out of, um, out of what's typical. So atypical here, here, here's, chapters. Something, here's something I think we can talk about for a second. So mm-hmm. I am scrolling through Instagram. I think it was yesterday. And I follow Sherry Salata, who um, wrote a book this past year called The Beautiful No. And the idea is that you get permission to say no to things, right? You know, and, and there's something um, big and liberating and fresh about that idea. And I'm kind of like soaking that in for a second, looking at um, different people's comments about like this book, right? Mm-hmm. And then the next thing I see is our friend uh, Bella Gandhi um, looking, you know, bright-eyed and massive energy toward the camera, telling people, um, say yes to everything. Like, you know, so literally back-to-back, I hear it's, it's totally okay to say no. And then I see, you know, awesome Bella say, say yes to everything. Be radically optimistic. Do not say no. Be a yes and person. And Bella's a dating, she has a smart dating academy, and she's, so she's talking about in the context of 
trying to find someone and dating, right? Yeah, but this was get this yourself felt, out there. This felt broader than that. This okay. uh, this was about two people who were d- dating and looking for that, but it was kind of big life coach advice from Bella, and it was about life. Okay. You know? Yeah. Well, so so what do you do? You know, mm, we have to pick one. It's binary. You no, either say yes I or think no. I I think. Well, I don't know where this is going to go. You probably need to say no more or yes to yourself and no to others more. And I need to just say yes more in general. <laughs> well, that now you might have something there because that idea, if you say no to something, that is saying yes to something else. Yeah. So my saying you no. You get a lot of requests. You, so you get a lot of requests. Um, you have a lot of things that you can – say yes or no to and you say yes a lot and a lot of so it has you kind of running all over the place and then you're saying no to in effect to your time and your time your ability to like work out you and george so george's christmas present to john was he signed them up to do a half marathon in I September. got. He gave me a card, and on oh, yeah. the card was written only thirteen point one, which was so kick ass. And I knew, like, I've been trying to get George to do a race with me for so long, and so he and I are going to run the Chicago Half Marathon in September, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's a there's a lot of ways to look at it, um, but you say yes to um a lot of a lot of people and and it's very admirable but yeah it 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 it's a lot of times saying no to you and your time and your own um endeavors so my yes and next chapter might be saying no more yeah i don't know it's tricky yeah i think i you see what i'm saying like yeah well as we yeah we have a lot of requests that are all blessings and all abundant <laughs> and we have to figure out yeah what we can do what we can yes and it's so hot in here oh my god i love it i feel really comfortable and i'm having a blast um, I, and you know what there is something about whatever this coffee is because i've had a sip of it <laughs> um and you guys since we've started here you know i had one sip of the coffee and I feel like a million bucks. It's like it's, Starbucks. It's like something plus. It's double plus double cocaine. Heavy. I think is what. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So yeah, I, I like I like. Well, I love the idea too. Uh, back to the cystatches. We've talked about this too. I love the idea of being unencumbered. Oh yeah. Um, and a lot of friends are now talking about. Selling their houses, you know, instead of just staying in the house because you want the kids to come back. Like downsizing or moving, like just selling the house, getting out from under it and and living in a small house or moving downtown, living in an apartment or, you know, and and people are talking about renting. Keeping your money in real estate is not necessarily, um, you know, the no, the you know, absolute no brainer anymore. Like I like to diversify my money in a number of different <laughs> yes. funds. So we're going, we'll talk about that in our next episode. I, I, I attend to that because I enjoy it. <laughs> you know so much about it. Um, anyway, um, no, I, yeah. So I just like that. I like spontaneity. 
I like that anything's still possible. Um, and yeah, I love the idea of just, I don't know, just those two crazy kids that they just got in the car with their giant St. Bernard and the other dog and just moved here. I like the other dog. It's <laughs> such short shrift because no, we don't I know what, know what, oh, it's, what breed it's, it is. It was a rescue, a little mutt. Yeah, a little right. mutt, she said, I think. Okay. Sweet little mutt. But. So, so I want to throw a thought in here. So what, what all this reads like to me is hope. It yeah, really does. Yeah. It feels true, like true, open true. doors and hope. True, and um, and I've, I've said on this podcast before, and I think about this every single day, probably every hour of every day, that, you know, I think hope is in short supply right now. And and if we can find that for ourselves and for the people around us, for our kids, um, that's huge. That's huge. That's, that's what happens in therapy is kind of like opening the door to a next chapter that you know what I mean it is kind of doing what the Sistatches did it's kind of like this idea and the Patels the Patels <laughs> yes the Patels. they're another one right they're, they're, we've talked about the Patels that we have friends who sold their house moved to Cleveland because he he worked yeah, so, for yeah he was about to a, ba- a bank and then they moved to Denver yeah Bank of America he was about to he could have retired say oh he could have retired but he you know, they kind of made him an offer he couldn't refuse. And so the, they moved to Cleveland for a while. We, we visited them. We did a podcast called Cleveland Rocks. But they lived downtown, right downtown, met a million people. Like, they were walking distance to the football stadium and the baseball field and right. everything. Had a blast. Now they're in Denver, another apartment, downtown Denver. Super fun. So I can imagine listening to our um, stories here and thinking, well, yeah. Easy when you have that kind of money, right? You know, you, you could might you can retire or not, or Juan's able to retire early. Um, what about me? Well, I'm struggling. We don't we don't have a bunch of money put away. I'm stuck. I'm locked in here. I have to do this thing. What do we what do we say to that person? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and take it away, Julie. <laughs> we'll be back after this commercial. I, um, you know what I'm saying, though. So I, I can I would be thinking that if I were in those. No, I, I get that those examples are um, a couple of those examples have that aspect, but I think you can um, you can think outside the box no matter what your situation is. Um, listen. I feel like a lot of there's a lot of freedom. Some of the best times in people's lives are when they don't have a ton of money, you know. And right, they're free. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that ne- doesn't necessarily mean when you're near retirement, but um, yeah, I don't know. I'm thrown by the question, but well, I, I have a thought. Good. Um, so I, <laughs> um, I, I am working with a young dude right now who, um, on occasion, no not on occasion, frequently feels a degree of hopelessness. And um, and I've read a lot of self-help books about mitigating hopelessness somehow. And I'm, now I'm going to pimp a book that is not mine, um, that is written by somebody who is not in my field and yet I think wrote the best self-help book I have ever read. So there's a guy named Augustin Burroughs. He wrote Running with Scissors oh, yeah. a long time ago. Um, and they made a movie about it. And, you know, um, he, he's a very funny memoirist and almost the David Sedaris um, genre. Um, and then out of nowhere, he comes up with a book. 
called This Is How. And effectively, it's like, you know, if you feel like you have no options, if you feel locked in, if you feel like there is no other way, this is how. This is how to find the next chapter. This is how to create the next way. And what does he say? Um, Effectively, he says just exactly what you said. He said, you know, no matter what your circumstances are, you can choose a next chapter. You know, so he he had he went to a great extreme. Um, I'm I'm reluctant to give away what he did, but I will say, I'll start it. I'll start his story and then read the book. It's a it's a really great book that nobody read, and it's the best self help book you'll ever read. Oh wow, I yeah. forgot about that. And um, effectively, he had the most bizarre, kind of awful upbringing with terrible boundaries and very little oversight. And he um, had basically enough money to get to Manhattan and he wanted to be a writer. This is all he knew about himself. He was on the train to New York, saw a guy reading a book by William S. Burroughs and decided, Burroughs, I like that last name. That's who I'm going to be now. And uh, and he liked St. Augustus, so he decided his name was Augustine Burroughs. And that was not his name growing up. And he created himself from there. So as opposed to taking his life as he was about to do Mm. in one moment, Mm -hmm. he decided, you know what? I'm not going to give my, you know, my past the satisfaction of taking everything away from me. I'm going to create a future. I'm going to, I get to write the next chapter now. And so he did. And, you know, jump forward about 25 years, he's an incredibly successful man. Um, he is, uh, he's gay, he's married, I think he's got two children. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a life. You know, actually, I was just reminded of, so John was tweaking last night because he was trying to do some work on his computer, and it was super slow. It's, they'd call it vintage, I think, at um, I have Apple a vintage, Care. I have a vintage Apple, yeah. you know, uh, MacBook. It's old. <laughs> old so anyway i we're putting got, it on ebay though i got on the phone with apple care and john was like oh i don't know I, I just want why do i i don't want to do that how long is it going to take i'm like dude you know let's just try it so dixie answers with apple care she was darling she was i said where are you dixie and she's she was in portland oregon I'm like well how's your new year how's it going and she's like actually it's a lot better um she sounded older and she uh, we found out her husband had passed away and she'd been living, she was having a lovely holiday because she's in a new home, a new house, and it was fun to decorate again. Um, she'd been in an old house. She said, I own this property and we had a- Single wide. She, no, like they had a double wide, but they, what she called like a manufactured house or whatever, yeah. I can't remember. So, so basically she lived in a, I think it sounded like a, a double-wide trailer trailer on her property and it was run down after her husband died her son-in-law must i think must be her daughter she just kept saying her son-in-law but i'm imagining her daughter son-in-law and i think they have a child they were also in a similar home so they decided to just build a house and live all together pool their resources and live together and she was so excited because she had this new house to decorate it was more it was fun again um to you know look around and buy things and decorate for the holidays and now she said you know we can gather in the common room and visit or we can you know have our we have our own spaces in this house we built together so you know there's another example of like 
a new chapter, a new way, just like a an outside-the-box way of, of recreating your life, right? Yep. Yeah, and didn't I she love sound, it. like, so psyched? Oh, she was... Darling. Yeah, I yeah. Lo- we loved her, and yeah. she, she was um, kind of amazing and super spirited. And you could tell she was excited about her new chapter. Yeah. She was really happy to have decorated and to have a a different home than I think she ever pictured really having because she thought outside the yeah, box, hey, literally outside yeah, the box of a single wide yeah, trailer into yeah, her home. Yeah, let's literally, let's all live together. Yeah, Let's make it so that we can have our privacy, but, you know, share space and share, um, you know, expenses and it's all brand new and shiny. Yep. No. So I, I think our point is now you, I think you answered the question that you thought was going to be hard to answer perfectly because I do think you're right that, um, you, no matter what the straits are, you can find the next chapter. That's the that's what life's about. I think. I think that's you know kind of how you stay young and vital and keep it interesting, as opposed to feeling like old and like you know one day just flows into the next and you do, and years just pass. Yeah, there's a certain rote way that a lot of people do things, and that our parents did things, and we think that it's going to go this way, and I mean. You know, for me, as, you know, time goes by and now, you know, we're empty nesters. We've talked about that. Um, I, yeah, I want things to be new and fresh and renewable and refreshable always. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, agree. I never want to like, yeah. And certainly no slowing and vital. down. I want to be like. Vital. Yeah. Vital. <laughs> We're just like trying to think of all the words. <laughs> Suddenly, we sound like Maya Rudolph or something. It's not like we're doing characters. No, we sound yes, vital. Caffeinated AF. Oops. Oh yeah, maybe it is. The anyway, caffeine. um, yeah, because we have been talking for about two and a half hours. So <laughs> we, I, I don't think we have not figured out our plan yet for 2020, but it's going to be different, outside the box, and um, fun. Yeah, that's it. And we want that for you guys, too. And we're going to say yes and... And I'm going to say and no. And we're going to say no, <laughs> but... <laughs> I think that's an interesting ending. Um, this has been better, and we will talk to you guys next time. Love you, honey. Love you, honey. Bye. Bye.